It's good to see everyone out this evening. As always, I hope something that we study tonight will be edifying and beneficial to you. I want to thank Mark for giving me the opportunity and thank Mitch for the prayer. I really wish I could have been here this morning to hear Brother Paul and kind of see how our lessons might have worked together or not, but I figure as long as we stick to the Bible, it doesn't really matter. You know, we live in a world today where it seems to be more and more driven by social media. You have Facebook, you have Twitter, you have Instagram, you have Snapchat, and I'm sure many others. And on all these platforms, you're asked to follow people. Follow people on Facebook, maybe friends, maybe family, maybe celebrities. Do the same on Instagram. You know, give someone a follow. Same on Twitter, give them a follow. Same on Snapchat, you know, follow. Uh, sadly, many of the people we're following aren't really worth following. You know, who we need to follow is Christ. I want to talk a little bit about discipleship tonight. Whenever you look outside the church, there's... And outside of God's word, there's not many real, true, good role models. We look at people wanting to imitate celebrities, want to uh, do the things they do, have the things they have. When you look at the definition of imitation, it's resembling something or someone else that is usually genuine and of better quality. Well, the role models outside of the church in the world are of pretty poor quality. And if whoever we imitate were going to be of lesser quality than they are, we definitely don't need to follow them. We want to be a disciple. We want to be a disciple of our Lord and Savior. We want to follow God. A disciple is one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrine of another. Do we follow Christ? Do we follow God's word? Do we assist in spreading his word? It's something we need to do. It's something the Bible calls us to do. In Matthew chapter 4, starting in verse 18, it says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. You know, Christ, whenever he was working on the earth, called together disciples. God's word asked us to be a disciple, to follow Christ and assist in spreading God's word and doing his will. We are called, but do we choose to follow? You know, being a disciple means that we give it our all. It's not something we should take lightly or half-heartedly. It's something we should put our effort into. In Matthew chapter 6, In verse 24, it says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. You know, how many people do we see in the world that try to ride the fence? They go to church, they say they believe in God, but do they give it their all? Do they still try to partake in some of the things of this world? Still try to enjoy some of the things that this world has to offer that we know we shouldn't be doing. God demands our all. When we choose to follow Christ, we have to give it our all. We don't need to ride the fence. We don't need to try to tippy-toe around and do some of the things that we like to do previously. We need to give it our best. Staying in Matthew in chapter 10.
In Matthew chapter 10, starting in verse 38, Christ speaking says, And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loses, loseth his life for my sake shall find it. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. You know, again, it's taking up our cross and following after our Savior. It's studying his word, it's doing his will, it's giving it our all. You know, we all have lives that we have to lead. Whenever we wake up in the morning, what's our first thought? Is it, how am I going to serve God today? Or is it worrying about the cares of this world? Is it thinking about what we're going to wear, what we have ahead of us as far as the day goes, as far as work? Do we wonder, you know, how are we going to get the kids ready? How are we going to get them to where they need to be? Is it dreading meetings or something we have to do? Or is our first thought, how are we going to serve the Lord? What am I going to do for him today? He tells us where to seek him first and put him first. Saying in Matthew, back in chapter 6, verse 33, says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, how much time do we spend being anxious about the things in our day-to-day -day life? About our family, about work, about money, about things that we think we need that we don't have. Christ tells us to seek him first and not worry about the things that Others worry about. Being a disciple means we hear God in his word, and it means that we not only hear it, but we do it. In Matthew chapter 7. In Matthew chapter 7, starting in verse 24, it says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Being a disciple means that we give it our all, that we seek God first. And then we not only hear God's word... But we put it to action. We do the things that God's word teaches us to do. You know, in this parable of the wise and foolish builder, you know, we need to realize how important that foundation is in our life. You know, we all face trials and temptations. We all have struggles. You look at the board during the announcements, you see the cancer that people have faced. You see death. You see financial struggles that people have had. You know, life can be very unfair, it can be very unkind, and it can be difficult. But when we have our foundation rooted in God's word, we can withstand those trials and those temptations. We can weather those storms. Being a disciple of Christ means not only hearing his word, but doing it. There are many, many people out there who say they believe in God. They hear his word taught, but they don't put those teachings into practice. And Christ did not say, those who hear my word is a wise man, but those who hear and do. We need to make sure that we hear and do. In Luke chapter 18. In 
you look at the rich young ruler. Luke 18, starting in verse 18, it says, And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one, that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, All these have I kept up from my youth. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing, sell all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. You know, Christ demands our best. He demands the first. He demands that we hear and do. I'm not saying that we all need to go out tomorrow and put our house on the market, liquidate our assets, and give them all away. But I think it shows the seriousness that, that Christ places on doing his will and following him. This young ruler kept the commandments. You know, we can think that maybe he was an R.I. guy. But even that wasn't enough. Christ demanded his best and wanted him to follow him. And he demands the same from us, that we follow him and that we give it our all. You know, one of the things about following Christ is, again, imitating him and serving one another. He was the son of God. He lived a perfect life. He came to this earth to set an example for us, the perfect example. He suffered and bled and died for our sins, and he was a servant. He served his fellow man, and we need to serve our fellow man as well. Back in Matthew chapter 23. In Matthew chapter 23, starting in verse 10, it says, Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. The greatest among you shall be your servant. He was the greatest, and he did serve. And we need to use him as our example. We need to serve our brothers and sisters. We need to serve our neighbors, the people we come in contact with on a daily basis. We need to do that to bear fruit, to be profitable. That is doing God's word. It's not simply hearing whenever we serve our fellow man. We have to continue. In John chapter 8. In John chapter 8, Christ speaking to the Jews, it says, Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If ye continue in my word. You know, choosing to follow Christ, choosing to become a Christian, doesn't end at baptism. It's not hearing the gospel preached. Repenting and being baptized and then calling it a day. Saying, well, I'm saved, that's good, that's all I need. You know, that's when that new life begins. That's when we continue to study his word. To learn and to grow so that we can know his will and what we are to do. We're to continue. Not for a short time after we follow him, but for the rest of our lives. 
we're to be faithful. In John chapter 15. John chapter 15 verse 1 it says, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. You know, we are to bear fruit, and we cannot do that without Christ. You know, bearing fruit as a Christian isn't about our talents or our abilities. It doesn't matter if you can get up here and speak. It doesn't matter if you can lead a prayer, sing a song, greet people at the door. We all have different talents, and us bearing fruit is not about our talents. It's about being a true disciple. It's about doing God's will. You know, we don't save anyone. God's word does. Christ's sacrifice does. Whenever we choose to be a disciple, whenever we put God first, whenever we give it our all, whenever we study his word and apply it to our lives and do the things that he would have us to do and serve one another, that's when we bear fruit. It's not us causing the fruit to grow. It's our Heavenly Father. We have to continue and we have to be faithful. We have to be that good disciple. You know, growing up, we've had, I'm sure all of us have had many wonderful examples of good disciples in the church that we've known personally. There are many wonderful examples of true discipleship in God's word. I think Paul, when you look at his life, was an excellent disciple. You know, he is someone that went from persecuting Christians to being a champion of Christ and God and his word. Turn to Acts chapter 21. In Acts chapter 21, starting in verse 13, it says, Then Paul answered, What mean ye to weep and to break mine heart? For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Paul wasn't just willing to be bound and imprisoned. He was willing to die to do God's will, to be a disciple. You know, do we take it that seriously, being a Christian? Are we willing to die to follow God and to follow his commandments? You know, that's what he expects of us. That's what he wants of us. He comes first and nothing else comes before him. If we got to a point in this country where we face persecution because of our belief in God and us following him, then we should be willing to face that persecution. That's what it means to be a true disciple. Turn to Romans chapter 6. In Romans chapter 6, 
Starting in verse 6, it says, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. You know, we talked about before how, you know, whenever we're baptized, whenever we're saved, that's not the end of it. That's the beginning. That's when we put off that old man. That old man is crucified with Christ, and we are to walk a new life. We are freed from sin. And we need to live in a way that would show that. Being a disciple means being that living sacrifice. In Romans chapter 12. Starting in verse 1, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt every man a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one member one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, or he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation, abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. You know, being a disciple means making our bodies, our lives, that living sacrifice. Again, we've, I've said it before, you know, he, he doesn't say that's our extraordinary service. He doesn't say that's going above and beyond. He says that's our reasonable service. When we consider what God has done for us, what Christ has done for us, it's reasonable for us to put him first and foremost in our life, to follow him and to make our bodies that living sacrifice. Again, we all have different talents, but we are all members of the church. We all need to be rooted in him, and we all need to bring forth fruit that is because of him. Being a disciple means we need to be unmovable and steadfast. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15 verses 57 and 58 says, But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, O my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. You know, when we look at our lives here on this earth, we all have jobs to provide for our families. We all have hobbies that I'm sure we enjoy doing. We want a nice house. We want good, nice vehicles. When you Look at the world, it's all about accumulating wealth, gaining toys, the bigger house, the bigger car, nicer boats, and all of that is vain. We can't take any of it with us. It's all worthless when we die. None of it will last. But the work we do for our Heavenly Father isn't in vain. 
It's something that we need to be consistent in and put first in our lives. Being a disciple means we should be thankful. In 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, let's start in verse 14. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, and be patient towards all men, seeing that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You know, we need to be incredibly thankful for what we have been given. And that thanks needs to be there whether we're wealthy and doing great or whether we're sick and in poverty. Because it doesn't matter what our station in life is. We have a reason to be thankful because of the love that was shown us by our Heavenly Father. We need to be thankful. We need to appreciate what God has given us. We have our lives we have our families. We have our church family. Again, being a disciple means serving one another. And I think it means enjoying the Christian family we have. We need to enjoy each other's company. We need to help each other out. And we need to be thankful for what we've been given. In 1 Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy chapter six, starting in verse six, it says, but godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out and having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. You know, we need to be content with God. We need to be content with being a disciple of Christ. It needs to be our focus. It needs to be what we think about day in and day out is how we're going to serve our Lord. In Philippians Philippians chapter 4 starting in verse 8 Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. You know, we have God's word to follow. We need to think on it. We need to take time to realize how blessed and fortunate we are. And we need to make sure that we're putting the effort into being a true disciple of Christ. You know, this world is full of distractions. We all have busy lives that just seem to keep getting busier. And we need to make sure that we do our best to be a true disciple, that we don't try to imitate or follow people of this world 
but that we follow God and follow Christ, that we use him as our example, and that we put him first. We need to strive to be a true disciple. That's all I have for this evening. I hope something we've talked about has been edifying and beneficial to you. We never want to end the services of the church without offering the invitation. If there are any here who would like the prayers of the church, or if there are any who would like to be baptized, you can come as we stand and sing.